Hey everybody, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations happen over coffee. We are here at Gold Standard Studios again, drinking coffee, water, staying hydrated, and I'm so stoked to be here with Trish, aka Plants and Balance on the G, on the IG, <laughs> on the IG, and um, she is a naturopathic medical student and a blogger bitch extraordinaire. <laughs> Yes, bitch. What's up? <laughs> What's good, fam? Coffee and combos, fam. Oh, how are we? We're good. Happy we good. Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? So today, today is Wednesday. Okay, good. But this will come out on Monday. <laughs> okay, so. great. Yeah, cool. Well, thank yeah, you for having me on your podcast. Of course, I'm really thank excited. You. We've been wanting to do this for a while, yeah. and we here. We are here. We here. We're ready to chat. So for those who don't know you, what mm-hmm. is your story? Oh, girl. <laughs> you could start <laughs> as far back as you want. I feel like people are like, do you want me to start like a few years ago? Oh, man. My story, start? my story. Well, um, so I am a third-year naturopathic medical student here in San Diego. Really love all things natural medicine. I'm really big into like female empowerment and being able to like cultivate self-love in our community Um, and just giving out free education and being entertaining at the same time. I feel like as we've kind of moved on in the media world, people have really kept the two, those two worlds separate. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why? Like, why do we have to be so serious about everything? You know, so yeah, I don't know. It's that's such a hard that's such a hard question to answer. What is my story? I guess my story right now is still being written. You know, I'm all about the journey and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where Plants and Balance goes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just here now. I'm just a girl documenting her journey on the IG and everything that comes with it. I love it. <laughs> No, that was like straight to the point. I'm like, I don't know how to describe this. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's amazing. I saw recently on your story that Mm -hmm. you grew up in the Middle East. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of from everywhere. So... Um, it's, it's really hard to tell people the story of the places that I've grown up because they just don't understand, you know, um, but basically in a nutshell, uh, I was born in the Philippines, January 6, 1991. So I'm a Capricorn. Capricorns. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I spent a few months there and then both my parents were expats. So they worked abroad with like a work visa. My mom was really big into tourism. So her mm. thing was like, I want to be able to travel as much as I can when I'm young ended up working for like the shake in this tiny tiny country in the Middle East called Bahrain like if you look on the world map it's literally a dot it's that small Mm -hmm. um yeah she met my dad they had me and then I basically grew up in the Middle East till I was like 12 and a half moved to St. Louis after that. We migrated to the States. And then when I was done with high school, moved to the West Coast to go to college. And then now here in San Diego. So, bitch, I've been everywhere, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm well-cultured. I'm (laughs) (laughs) well-seasoned. Yeah. Very well-seasoned. Thank you. Literally, Mm -hmm. figuratively, all the things. Thank you, girl. Extra salt. Guys, I have such a good personality. Dude, no. She like, this is like lighting me up right now. Like who fucking needs coffee? Like I'm just super energized, super pumped for this convo. Who knows where it's going to go? Yes. But I do want to chat about, let's chat about your blog first. Okay. I feel like that's how a lot of people know you. Mm -hmm. And it was this, you know, you, you. Like you said, you educate people, entertain people yeah. through your blog about mm-hmm. wellness. Yeah. Health, wellness, and everything in between, really. Uh, yeah. So basically, Plants and Balance started really randomly. I, I wasn't online at all. At this point, I had kind of exiled social media And I was experimenting with being plant-based at the time and really fell in love with creating content for food. 
But more so, I really wanted to showcase comfort food classics vegan style because nobody was doing that at that time everybody was like doing this like low fat low carb blah, 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 like bullshit right it's mm-hmm. like why can't we just enjoy food but make it delicious at the same time like who gives a fuck if you're gonna add like a tiny bit of salt it's really not a big deal anyway i was like sure let's jump back on this instagram train and in the beginning that's really what it was it was just a photo journal of all of this like epic delicious vegan food um and then my life pretty much took a turn when i got into naturopathic med school here and the niche flipped you know i started doing uh i was documenting my journey as a student i was still doing food at the same time but more like san diego things like epic coffee Mm -hmm. shops and meetups with different people and really getting into the creative side um and that was really cool so now I when people ask me to talk about plants and balance, it's really shifted a lot. Like it's not it's not really a health and wellness blog anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of like a personal blog mm-hmm. with everything mixed in it with like obviously since I am a naturopathic student, health and wellness is the primary goal there. Um, but it's really more so just about the stuff that I'm learning and being able to put that out there as public knowledge. I love that. I've actually made your um, <clears throat> seed pudding. Oh, isn't it so good? It is so good. It's so good. It's so good for your skin. And I'm obsessed. Yes. And I tried it without the cacao powder. Yeah. And just like used coconut milk. So and, good, like, right? It's delicious. It's so good and so filling. I feel mm-hmm. like chia seeds are totally one of those underrated things in the health and wellness world that people don't use. And then when you make the pudding, it like keeps you full, right? Dude, or am yeah, I just making I had that it this shit morning. up? Okay, and, like, great. I'm chilling, dude. Okay, I'm chilling. great. I am going to eat a snack after we talk, yeah. but like, you know. <laughs> we always need a snack, God, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry every single hour. <laughs> so true. Yes. So true. Yes, yes. Um, but I would just, I seriously love your perspective and just how you've been able to share so much great knowledge that people could walk away with like I would never mm-hmm. have thought like I fucking love cheesy pudding you know what yeah I mean? so I went to Trader Joe's I got cheese seeds and shit and I was like oh cool like yeah and I did it and I yeah. was like wow that was not as hard as I thought and I yeah. feel like at least in my experience a lot of health and wellness stuff just seems so intimidating and so like very like either unaccessible or just expensive, you know? Like what mm-hmm. are your thoughts? How can we like kind of debunk that? Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I think we've talked about this a little mm, bit before yeah. too. Um it's so hard, girl. You know, it's so hard because to me, health and wellness just comes so naturally, but because the public is not empowered to take health into their own hands, I think that's really the missing link. Because I was talking to actually one of my friends about this this morning, and I was telling her um, the only thing that stands between me and you is the fact that I have a medical degree and that's it. You already have all of the tools that you need to be able to empower yourself. It's just having that like mind-body connection and like being able to cultivate that motivation to do so. Dude, like I get it, right? Like it's so hard to try to jump on losing weight, eating more plants, drinking less coffee, Mm -hmm. working out, blah, 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 because people are so focused on the end goal rather than the journey itself. You know, and like the concept of being in the present moment is so hard for us because Mm -hmm. we're constantly like thinking about the next thing that we have to do, like your next client after me, you know, what the errands I need to run after this. It's so hard for us to be in the now and just sit and just enjoy it because really that's that's what health is about, right? Like health is about just making that conscious decision to eat a little bit better. You can have a croissant once a week, no big deal. Sweat a little bit more, have an extra glass of water, enjoy your food, have great sex, laugh a lot, and that's it. That's really what health is all about. It like all of this like diet trend stuff, like who what? 
like who gives a shit about this stuff like yeah. i don't get it you know that's just a way for people in the health and wellness industry to make more money off of people's insecurities and i have a huge problem with that <clears throat> mm-hmm. tell us more okay is this where we're gonna oh, girl. Into the keto thing yes is okay. It? okay so <sighs> listen i don't judge you if you do keto paleo you're vegetarian you're vegan whatever diet label that you want to be but what's the point what's the point of adopting a diet when it's not part of your lifestyle wouldn't you rather enjoy your lifestyle without having to worry about the food that you're eating Mm -hmm. right yeah you know and so the keto thing specifically, <clears throat> I have a huge problem with because the way that keto is kind of marketed is not the healthiest way to come about it. Like, you know, people use it to lose weight. Mm-hmm. But putting your body in a state of starvation is not normal. That's not normal. That's why people lose so much weight. They're like, oh, my God, I've been on keto for a month. But it's literally because you've been starving yourself. And that's it. Yeah. So, you know, this classic way of keto is the the classical way of keto, like the proper way to do it would be to incorporate more veggies, you know, less carbs and like really good healthy fats and proteins. But the way people do it is totally not like that. You know, they're doing Mm -hmm. like the meats and the cheeses and why? So you can fuck up your microbiome, lose the weight and then have long-term consequences like I don't understand that you know in the cancer world which is a specialty that I want to go into that's the only time that doctors will use keto I mean if you ask a lot of people in the medical community no doctor will ever say that keto is okay and if they do they're an idiot just putting it out there yeah I love that perspective Mm -hmm. especially because like in the new year just like in the new year Mm -hmm. like we saw at least i've seen so many people like i'm doing the keto diet and i've lost x amount of weight i'm like dude that's rad that's good for you you know totally but i was just like i could never i myself could never do these diet things because like i love food for one and i never want to stop eating the food that i like yeah and i feel like like you said right like everything in moderation i think that's the key to it all like mm-hmm. if living a healthy lifestyle doesn't just dictate like or doesn't start from just the food but it's also like sweating incorporating like all these different things in our life mm-hmm. to make sure we have this state of well-being yeah you know? mm-hmm. so and it's so true and it, of course like not everyone like state of well-being is perfect yeah but at least it's something we could all work towards and i think like we live in this like instant gratification like life yes where like right like oh shit like this person just lost like 10 pounds in a week because of keto or whatever the case may be yes and it's like oh shit like Mm -hmm. does that mean i have to do it Mm -hmm. and you know it's like not only that state of comparison but it's also like oh shit like i want to be like that as well yeah we that's and like i've learned to really listen to my body in these last few years fuck yeah we get older so important Mm -hmm. you know i was just like i can't be indulging myself in the things that i would have when i was like 21 Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's why like drinking going out and like all that shit like getting tacos Mm -hmm. at three o'clock in the morning it's not the jam anymore Mm -hmm. i mean like like, once a month once in a while girl (laughs) but like definitely not like yeah what it was like at that time like, of course literally every fucking week yeah literally know? staying up till 6 a.m every yes. single weekend yes Gosh, girl that, that, i get that it was the life, those were the like, days honey right? oh. <laughs> now it's 11 p.m and i'm already asleep actually i'm exactly. asleep by 9 30 so yeah see right <laughs> yeah. so it's just like you know listening to your body and knowing like all these things and i love that you said that because i feel like everyone wants this like answer mm-hmm. to like okay if i'm gonna get healthy i'm gonna do keto right and like i honestly tried to do it and it fucked up my body like yeah. I, it really did 
mess up my like menstrual system and that Mm -hmm. freaked me out and i was Mm -hmm. like okay like i tried it for like a week it gave me like keto sickness and everything like that and it just didn't work for me yeah and i was just like okay this is not i can't do this yeah you know we i think we as a community are obsessed with short-term goals Mm -hmm. and we often forget about the long-term consequences you know this whole thing with keto and i don't want to like you know create you know, anyway, I don't want to spill too much hot tea about keto, but basically like this whole thing with keto started with two kids that had brain tumors. Okay. They had brain tumors. They had a disease process. So basically a bunch of doctors got together and they were like, Hey, why don't we try this diet and see what happens? They wanted to use nutrition as a form of a therapy. Fuck Mm. yeah. So cool. Food is medicine. We all know that. And they put them on keto and three months later, the tumor shrank. So then they put out these results and then this is a perfect uh, example of being able to take things out of context, which is what the health and wellness world did with keto. And so that's how the whole keto diet trend happened, you know, but note, this all happened via a disease process. You know what I mean? So that's why I was saying this on my Instagram story the other day that the only time that you should be thinking about doing a diet like keto or paleo or autoimmune, whatever, should only be during a time when you have a fundamental disease like a cancer, for example, or if you have like a thyroid issue or whatever. You know what I mean? As a nutritional diet, as part of your lifestyle, don't do it. It messes up your gut microbiome. Your metabolism just isn't challenged anymore. And then you'll hit a point three months, six months later where, yeah, you've lost the weight and you look great, girl. You've lost some muscle as well, but you will gain the weight back. Trust. Damn. Yeah. She just dropped the mic. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I just want people to be able to take control of their health in a way that they have a healthy and balanced and really happy relationship with their body. But like with food too, you know what I mean? Like like I mentioned earlier, food is medicine. And it's mm-hmm. like, if we can accept that, then we'll be good. So true. Yeah. So fucking true. Mm-hmm. I love it. So for those who don't know what naturopathic medicine is, Mm -hmm. how about you give us a little brief and like kind of like why you got into it? Yeah. So uh, the easiest way for me to describe naturopathic medicine right now is that naturopathic doctors are scientifically trained but naturally focused. So we uh, basically learn everything that your regular MD and DOs would, but we aren't really into protocols and prescription pads. That's usually our last resort. So we focus on mind, body, spirit, looking at the person holistically, mental, emotional states, um, and then being able to find the root cause of things. So we're really, as much as we look at our patients as signs and symptoms as well, we don't really put band-aids on any on anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh, that's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Like when would someone seek like a naturopathic doctor? Anytime. Anything. Uh, the thing about naturopathic medicine right now is that it's having a little bit of an emergence. So not a lot of people know about it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on I mean, if you if you have an interest in the health and wellness space, you've probably heard of a naturopathic doctor. But other than that, not a lot of people know about them just because the healthcare system is a lot more aligned with a sick care system and naturopathic doctors are part of a healthcare system. Mm. So, yeah, you see what I'm trying to yeah. say? And so um, naturopathic doctors don't really fit the profit margin of pharmaceuticals and medical devices, which is why it's kind of a niche form of medicine right now. However, you know, I have this weird feeling and I don't know if it's just me and my bubble or what it is, but like I have a feeling that naturopathic medicine is going to blow up by 2020. I don't doubt that, especially yeah. with the rising trends of wellness yes. as we see it, yeah. especially just like locally and globally, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like just people are becoming more aware, Yeah, woke, however woke. you want to, woke. like 
phrase it, but yeah. I feel like people are becoming more aware of like not relying on meds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh sorry, go ahead, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> like, oh yeah, but you know, incorporating things like <clears throat> like yoga even and just like, you know, that world of spirituality and also health and wellness. I feel yeah. like they all kind of intersect in a way. Yeah. And I feel like there's been way more people interested in that world and wanting to learn more and be more aware and woke and just like yeah wanting to know more about it that yeah. I don't I see that being a possibility and like, yeah I think that'd be really cool I feel it girl I really like what you said there because it's so true um to add on what you were saying I I really think that naturopathic medicine is so special because it does combine the science and spirituality aspect together. And we've talked about this before. It's like mm -hmm. for such a long time, again, those two worlds have been kind of separated and really against each, each other. But this form of medicine really brings it in together. You know, it's yeah. like once you connect to your roots and kind of ground yourself on that, that's where the healing happens. You know, in naturopathic medicine, they have have something called the vis, which is Latin for life force. Mm. And if you stimulate the life force, it's just your body's natural ability to heal itself. So my favorite metaphor for this is like if you get like a paper cut, right? You get a paper cut, you start to bleed a little bit, and then all of a sudden the next day it's healed up. So you're stimulating your body's vis to be able to heal that wound naturally on its own by itself. And that's what naturopathic medicine is. You know, you don't need anything, just yourself. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. That is <laughs> I like so light up cool. when I talk about yeah. it because I'm like, this is my shit. It's it so is. Great. And I love that you share like so much on your Instagram and Thanks. just like, because that's something that I'm like, what, what, what is she doing? She's yeah. like mixing all these things and yeah. creating, it looks it's like cool shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about that. Like what, like the things that you do and the things that you create and say like, you know, you have a patient yeah, and everything like that, like how would you treat them or like what are the steps that you take as mm -hmm. like – and what are some steps we can take to just like start being more aware and shit? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, okay. So basically there are five different modalities in naturopathic medicine as a whole. Okay. So one of them is nutrition. Obvio, you know, I love my food, girl. Food is mm -hmm. medicine. I'm a firm believer in that. The second is botanical medicine. So being able to use botanicals, i.e. herbs, to help stimulate that vis, that life force. Um, because the thing is, girl, about herbs is that Mother Nature already has given us everything to thrive and survive. So if we know what to use, then, again, we're stimulating that vis. Um, another part is physical medicine, and that's really the power of touch and alignment, and that's really similar to what chiropractors do with a lot of their adjustments. Yeah, massage, um, really intentional touch, which I think is very powerful, and a lot of people crave um, that connection, you know, that intentional touch. Um, homeopathy, which is uh, a little controversial, as we know and mind-body medicine. So it's being able to connect your response to the outside world when it comes to like stress and how to combat that. Interesting. Yeah, so those are all the five modalities. And depending on whatever condition you have coming in as a patient, whether it's, you know, you have stuff going on with your hormones, you have stuff going on with your thyroid, maybe you're depressed, you have like a cardiac issue or you're trying to look for, you know, alternative care to whatever cancer you have, you can see us for everything. And because we have those modalities, we have a huge toolbox that we can use. Wow. Yeah. That's why it's, that's why it's so cool. Like I tell people all the time that this form of medicine is this untapped resource and once it does get tapped the potential is going to be huge you know I think that's so awesome and I think something that we had talked about before is that um like forms of just like even self-care mm -hmm. and things like that don't have to be prescribed 
Right? Totally. Like, and yeah. I remember you talking about like laughter. Like, yeah. And incorporating oh, all that's these my different things like to give us this like sense of well-being. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes like I think about the stuff and I'm like, man, when people listen to me talk about this shit, they probably think I'm crazy. But yeah, even even something like laughter that is the oldest and it's a free medicine every day. You know, it's like I I talk to people in this medicine all the time and we all agree that like stress is a killer and how powerful it would be to be able to just laugh every single day. Like yeah. at yourself or with someone you love, like that shit is so powerful. You know, it's it's not a surprise that when you meet a new friend or like you're developing a relationship and you laugh together, how like great it feels. So or true. if you give someone a hug or if you kiss your lover, like it's so awesome. Like mm -hmm. that stuff is free medicine. And like it's just hard for people to see that because they don't associate medicine with that. They associate mm -hmm. medicine with drugs. Very true. You know? Very true. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. I love that, you know, it's just kind of like having a different perspective and mindset, mm -hmm. I feel like. And I think kind of what we talked about previously is that we all kind of tend to put everything in a box mm -hmm. or like label things and oh you know i hate them labels girl mm -hmm. <laughs> like oh what, what does this label say and right can i you know like mm -hmm. all this stuff do i fit in that mm -hmm. and i think you do such a great job at combating those labels thank you because like you're not only like this you know, amazing blogger bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, you do incorporate so much knowledge into like this lifestyle personal blog that you have mm -hmm. and you incorporate like, I remember that was something you had mentioned, like bridging the gap between education yeah. and entertainment. There's no need to separate the two. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because especially in a world where things fit in a certain box. Like you could tell when someone's just a blogger totally. or just a doctor. Right. 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 And it's just like you do such a great job at combining those both worlds, like mm -hmm. those two worlds and be it because of your experience and all this stuff. I just mm -hmm. think that we oftentimes have to put ourselves in a box. And yeah. I don't think that needs to happen. Especially yeah. Because I had this self-realization recently that I'm like, I tried to put myself on a box so many times in the last few years and granted it got me to where I am. Um, I think I just kind of like start to become more self-aware about I don't need to define myself by giving myself a title or a label mm -hmm. of the type of work that I do mm -hmm. and the people that I associate myself with. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part because I was in this world of marketing mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship and right. like, you know, being around Fortune 500 companies and right. all this shit, right? Mm -hmm. And that corporate life. But then I also have this other side where I'm like, you know, we're in Gold Standard Studios where San Diego's top rappers record. Yes. And like, you know, this is this a whole space is gorgeous. Killing world, it. you know? And yeah. I feel like why do we have to separate the two? Yeah. And that's why it's like we put our like – I don't see the need, but it's so weird that like we're being tugged in different directions. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure we're not the only ones who feel this way, mm -hmm. but there are other people who are like, gosh, I'm torn between both worlds. Do I have to yeah. choose? And I don't think we do. No, not at all. It's I'm happy that you brought that up because I don't I, I don't know if this is more of like a westernized thing. I, I have a feeling that it is, but because we've cultivated a life that's so fast moving, but also progressive, which makes it so beautiful. And that's why there's so much variation and people find so much success. Um, we're in a constant state of comparison mm -hmm. and it fucking sucks, yeah. right? Um, but what I like to remind myself in that moment where I'm like, oh man, like this person's doing the same work as me or these 10 people are doing what I'm doing. What matters the most is what you bring to the table. And that's what makes you unique, right? Mm -hmm. Like just as an example, like your, you know, your podcast, like we talked about this before too, like everyone and their mom is doing podcasts now, yeah. right? Yep. 
But what makes Coffee and Convos so special and so unique is what you have to offer and what your guests have to offer. And that's like really what's most important. But it's so hard, you know, it's hard when there are other factors that are tied into it. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And it goes the same with health too. I think that people as a whole are just more comfortable with particular communities and labels because at the end of the day, I feel like humans just really want to love and connect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like, I feel like you and I can speak comfortably about this because of our experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've been there before right. and now that we out, girl, it's like, let's spread <laughs> let's spread the w- written word, right. you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Just like in my own experience, um, you know, I had a very bizarre relationship with food when I had labeled myself a vegan. And when I noticed that I wasn't enjoying food anymore, that's when I knew that there was something going on, you know, and how crazy it was that like mental split of just ditching that word vegan out of my life. I'm like the happiest I've ever been and like the healthiest I've ever been. It's interesting. It really is like a mindset hack, you know. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about that because that's right. You did mm-hmm. have a vegan diet and was that yes. when you started Plants and Balance as well? Yes. Yeah. So... I don't even remember now how I found found veganism. Sounds like a religion. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> vegans. I hope I'm not are, offending right? anyone. Um, I I don't really remember how I came across veganism or what really drew me in, but I remember just having a moment where I was like, "I'm going to be vegan," mm. and it just kind of stuck. You know, it was like months in, I had realized that I was like vegan. Um, And then just, I don't know, you know, three years later of being vegan, and I'm using air quotes, um, being vegan, I just wasn't happy. That's crazy. You know, and it was bizarre because I was doing everything that I loved. Like I was in a program that I loved and I'm going after a career that just fits like my life mission. You know, I have a great set of friends and family. Like it, it, there was just like something missing, you know, and Mm -hmm. I would go on these like foodie adventures in the plant-based world and it just felt forced, you know, it felt forced and it didn't feel, I, I didn't feel like I was doing it for myself anymore. You know, and in that that moment, I had a realization that I felt like I was being selfish towards myself, you know, and just being in naturopathic medical school, too. It's like they really cultivate like so much self-awareness that sometimes it's overwhelming as fuck. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You know, because the whole idea is that like they want you to experience it. That way it's like when you're doing it with your patients, like you know exactly what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I kind of had this breakthrough at school about it. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, and at that point with Plants and Balance, like pretty much everyone who was following me was vegan or they were vegetarian or, you know, they labeled themselves that way. And so I didn't know what it was going to be like. And for a while I hit it. You know, I think I hit it for like a little bit over a month. And then finally, I just like went out and I was like, listen, I ha- I basically had like a vegan coming out video oh, <laughs> on my story. And you know what, girl? Surprisingly, people were really not that upset. Wow. I, I-, I did get a few not very nice comments and oh. like messages. But overall, I feel like there is kind of like a shift happening where people are slowly ditching the labels. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that is like so cool just to like tie this all together from our previous conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the vegan story. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mm-hmm. think that, um, gosh, I can't even imagine like your experience of like, because I feel like they're when you do embrace that label, mm-hmm. I don't have experience personally, but just in my point of view like 
and in my experience of like people who are vegan in my life and who yeah. are like oh you should become vegan I'm like well you sh- also shouldn't tell me what to do right you know? um that it is this like crazy not like crazy cult following but it is some sort it's a it's a lifestyle that yeah not a lot of people can do mm-hmm. and whether it's because like they pride themselves in like embracing this and like supporting their cause totally um i think we people like i'm guilty of judging vegans of but course I also i understand everyone does everybody you know? does it's okay and yeah. i'm guilty of it and like I'm aware and like I understand that and I respect it mm-hmm. but I also understand like there's the other like part of the population who don't have the liberty to explore that as an option. Yeah. And like you said like ditching the label and just like focusing on your health or your diet that right. suits you and I think that's so important is embracing your own lifestyle and not trying to I mean overall the message is just like Create a lifestyle that works for you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You always have to do what's best for you in every moment, not just like with your nutrition, but with the things that you surround yourself with, you know, like the person that you're in love with, your friends, the work that you're doing, which is very, very important, you know, how you take care of yourself. Like all of that stuff really ties into lifestyle. Like there's this idea that lifestyle is really just about food. But it's not. It's really how you move through your everyday life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something what's cool about your lifestyle is that you're pretty into nightlife. Oh, my God. Love nightlife. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really weird. It's kind of funny I'm- because, like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure as outsiders would yeah. see you, people who don't personally know you, they're like, oh, yay, like, wellness yeah. and puns and balance. And then yeah. you, like, post about, like – Going to raves and shit. Oh, and dude. Like, what? Dude, I'm honestly such a conundrum sometimes. Like, so sometimes funny. I, like, reflect. I'm like, who am I? I'm so confused. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's really weird. I am that person that goes to bed at 9 a.m., but I always have time to go to music festivals and, like, I'm just a wild child. Like, I have alter egos. I think everyone does, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when I think about, like, my friend group and stuff, too, it's, like, they're all shades of my personality. Mm, you know, like you know that. how you have, like, the friends that, like, you party with and, like, friends you, like, you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I love nightlife. I love nightlife. There's just something... There's just something about it, you know. It's like, you know, when you wake up early and you have that moment of, like, quiet to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I think about nightlife for me. Like, there's something so blossoming and, like, uh, like, uh, awake it feels. It's hard to describe. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, nighttime, you can be a thotty, you know. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. You crack me up. I freaking love it. I think it's so funny. Because it's true. Like, I think we have so many layers to our personality Mm -hmm. as individuals. And, like, we each have our own unique story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like, you kind of just do whatever the fuck makes you happy. And, like, something that my boyfriend and I do that not a lot of people know is, like, we just randomly do stand-up comedy Oh, so great. I didn't – wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, no, we don't, like, go places. Like, just with each other. Like, oh, I we, love God, it. Like, That's so that, cute. Yeah, there's – we're terrible at it. But it's just, like, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, the things that – because, yeah. like, we love comedy. We, right. we love Joe Rogan and, like, yes. Ali, Ali Wong and yes. whoever. But it's just, like, gosh, like, that's such a big part of our relationship. Yeah. That it's something that is, like, so – kind of like special to us yeah and it's like that's something that we don't really share with like the public right in a sense but it's just like really cool for us to be like oh my god we should do stand-up what would happen if you did do stand-up you should totally do it there was actually a really dope special on netflix and it was a couple and then they would do it was a three-part special so the first one was the guy mm-hmm. and then the second special was the girl so they like pretty much like talked about each other and talked mm-hmm. about their experience because like they just had a baby all this stuff they just got married it was just like a 
freaking funny. Like, it was just a stand about the relationship. Right, right. And the third special or third part of the special was, like, them on stage together. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, talking about each other, going back and forth, and then also talking about couples in the audience. It was oh, dope. my gosh. That's it cool. It was really dope. And I, we were like, yo, that could be us. <laughs> this is, like, literally, like, la- like backup plan. Like, yeah. <laughs> if all else fails. But, like, honestly, it's just something that – we find entertaining. It's yeah. something that like fuels our like spirit because like for sure like you know life is too short to take it all so serious and yeah. it's just like it's one of those things where it makes us happy and it's like that's one of the things that like that's our version of self care too. Is just, like, yes, watching of course. Netflix comedy specials and then also like just telling each other fucking jokes. Yes, <laughs> I love that. No, that's that's so true. And I'm happy you linked the self care portion into it because I I remember like a specific moment like I don't know maybe a year ago or two. Um, I at this point I really wasn't documenting any like nightlife or music festival activities on my mm-hmm. Instagram. But I remember once that I had had way too many drinks, you know, and I did one of those like drunk Instagram stories. Yeah. Yeah. No (laughs) regrets. Anyway, woke up the next morning, watched my story, and I had a moment where I was like, I'm going to delete this shit. But then I didn't. I didn't. You know what? And then I created a video and I basically told my audience like, hey, I was thinking about deleting this. But at the same time, it's like, this is me, dude. Like, this is Mm -hmm. me. And this is like what I have to offer. Like, you either love it or you don't. And if you don't, then I'm not meant for you, you know, but like, I love doing these things because it makes me happy. It's like my form of self-care. Like, I love going to music festivals and like that fills my cup. You know, it might not fill another person's cup, but that's just, that's just me, you know, and that's just how you guys are with your stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your intimate stand up yeah. together. So funny. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. And you brought up a good point. You kind of like fill up your cup, mm-hmm. right? And it goes back to like, you fill up your cup before you fill up somebody else's. Yes, and- always. Um, that was like something that I've had to learn after burning myself out yeah, girl. with like, you know, trying to do the most with like, oh, I'll squeeze in your photo shoot or yeah. your, your all the shit for you. And then yeah. at the end of the day, I think like, yeah, 2017 into 2018 was like such a transitional part of my life because like I quit my job. Right. I wanted to like start this business with my like by myself and like with a friend and that Mm -hmm. didn't work out and just like you know all these things and I felt like I wasn't fully giving myself the time and space to like understand what I want and prioritizing like my own needs yeah totally and it was like one of those moments where I would like cater to everybody else before myself and it's it's such a weird feeling because sometimes I feel guilty yeah you know Mm -hmm. for not being able to help others Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things like I need to learn to give myself space and understand that I can't do it all yeah and that was like a fucking really hard lesson learned yeah it it was detrimental to my health like Mm -hmm. I could not um I could just feel my body just like not functioning well mm-hmm. like I would just feel so stressed I was dehydrated right. and like I just didn't give myself a lot of like time for self-care and stuff yeah this kind of transitioned to a different conversation but basically yeah I love yeah. the fact that you mentioned you have to fill up your cup and whatever that is you always you have comedy, to yeah you know yeah dancing, yeah whatever it is and it's that's so important yeah, it it's it's hard though, girl. Like I I totally I totally understand where you're coming from because it's like you feel like you have this gift that you mm-hmm. want to be able to share with everyone. Exactly. But the thing is, is like when you're working for other people, sometimes you lose sense of really strong boundaries and you end up giving a lot more, and then you lose a little bit of that self worth. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because you're working for someone else and other people's deadlines. It's so it's hard. It's so true. You know, and like now you know when working for yourself, yeah, sure, like it's tough cookies. But doesn't it feel so much different? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And this is something that I had a conversation. I forgot who I was talking to. But we had talked about how um, she, one of my friends, she was just about to graduate college. And she was just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like everyone in school that I know of who's graduating already has a job lined up. And I don't. I feel like a failure or I right. feel like I'm not there so yet. Shitty. You know, I'm just yeah. like. Girl, I've been there, trust me, because when I graduated, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even have an internship lined up. I didn't know how to get a fucking internship. Right. I thought I wanted to do PR. Right. And I was like, okay, I have this degree and like, woohoo, but what do I do? Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't prepared. And I think like <clears throat> it wasn't until a few years after graduating, after like I did a ton of random internships, volunteer positions, and tried out like PR that I was like, that's not my life. <laughs> not for me, <laughs> not baby. Not for me. And then um, decided to go a different route and work for the corporate life. Yes. And that's kind of like where I was for a little over two years. And I knew I didn't want to stay there. And you know, coming from that life and knowing that I wasn't meant to be there and finally taking the leap last year, I kid you not, like I could not be happier mm -hmm. because I'm able to control yes. what I'm able to do. Yeah. And I have that freedom, whereas at this nine to five, I was restricted yeah. to only being able to go to events or networking things or whatever it was scheduling coffee and convos before mm -hmm. or after work or on the weekends you yeah. know what I mean and it was just like fuck like people aren't available this time and like it took a took so much away from me personally yeah that I wasn't able to like fully give myself to my like side projects even yes. though like I got this full-time corporate job to right. sustain my side projects you know yes I mean? no totally I, I I'm happy that you mentioned that that element of control mm -hmm. and that element of freedom is so important to not to acknowledge because you we can totally relate this back to health as well a lot of people feel like they're out of control but really health your health is one of the only things that you can control. But Ooh. say, for example, like you're unhappy with your job, you're in an unhappy marriage and blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff is out of your control, which is why people don't feel like they can be in control of their health. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, like if, you know, if I was suffering from depression of some sort, like, it's not really my priority to be healthy because yeah. I have some mental health stuff going on. So that's just like an example that I wanted to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. So random, but I wanted to tie that in. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. And right. I think um, ironically enough, when I was at my old job, like I was actually the unhealthiest I've been mm. because I worked mm. at the mall and like, you know, mm. mall food and shit. Yes. Like, um, I figured I was like, oh, lemonade is, is healthy and it's cheap. So like, I'm going to fill myself up with that yeah. every day and then mm -hmm. also get chocolate from Godiva or yes, whatever, girl. whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was just like, yo, like I realized because I was on that schedule of like nine to five and stuff, like I never scheduled in time for me to like prepare my meals and stuff or like, you yeah. know, give myself that like nice time to incorporate like a workout or totally. whatever because my time was always dedicated to work and if it wasn't work it would be like oh gosh I need to do something for coffee and coffee right. or I need to do something for this blog or right. kind of plan out things and it was always like the last thing mm -hmm. that I prioritized mm -hmm. and it was seriously and like that was such a big eye-opener when I did quit my job because I was like whoa like yeah. my I felt like in the first few weeks after I quit my job because I didn't have like 
too many projects lined up it was like yo my body needed to rest Mm -hmm. i really had to like take in note of like whoa like my diet completely changed Mm -hmm. and now that i was like in control of that you know and yeah it was just so interesting because i i noticed just like how much i let i kind of like quote unquote like let myself go yeah in a sense yeah i was like yo like uh-huh. that was pretty bad like yeah and i visit like some of my friends who work at that job today and i could just see how unhappy they are but you know it's like yeah it it, it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. i know that there's like so much potential in them and granted they have to do what they have to do mm-hmm. and you know you can't change people and you could only like listen to them and yeah. help them vent or yeah. whatever but it's whenever people like come and ask for advice like oh hey like I I'm unhappy at my job and I want to like start freelancing mm-hmm. I know it's like such a crazy transition but it's also like you have to understand like what's how how much more it's going to help you even though it's not going to be like the stable source of income like freelancing totally. is not guaranteed yeah at all yeah so, you know yeah it's one of those things it's so important to just plant the seeds mm-hmm. exactly. you know and that is one of my biggest focuses on this platform is to just do that you know i feel like going back to the empowerment piece that we talked about earlier that is so crucial girl to be able to like really take control of things in your life that felt uncontrollable Mm -hmm. is by you feeling empowered. Like uh, my partner and I talk about this all the time about how the person who is unafraid is the person that you don't want to fuck with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, think about that, right? Like if you were putting in the same energy that you're giving out to everybody that you love, the job that you hate, you know, the the cheap food that you're eating that isn't good for you. Imagine if you gave that same kind of attention to yourself fully, your shit would be unstoppable. Damn. Right? Well, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's just my soapbox about that. But, you know, I just, I'm really big on the empowerment piece because... We just move through life really mindlessly. Yeah. You know, and it and it sucks. You know, it's like we always have to have something happen to us before we realize what's going on. And it's like, mm. I really want to stop that. Yeah. Or at least like prevent it more. Right. You know. Instead of waiting for or not even waiting, just like yeah. having this taxing thing happen yes. to you and you're like well fuck yeah yeah exactly exactly like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't help that you know this country has really you know the the access to food is amazing the fact that we can go to a grocery store anytime and get whatever food that we want but the shittiest part about being in a westernized country is how cheap and accessible shitty food is like why is it that you know a a burger from a fast food joint is like two bucks but if i want to get a salad there it's like seven i don't get that it's made out of plants like why is it more expensive I'm so confused about that, mm-hmm. you know? It's That's something that always boggled me, too. Yeah. Um, and that I think that's kind of a lot of people's excuse, too, as mm-hmm. to, like, why they cannot eat healthy. Yeah. Is because eating healthier is more expensive than not. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. that, like, I've been guilty of that mm-hmm. for sure. Totally. And it's like damn like you know if it's easier for me to get like a fucking microwave meal like lean cuisine or some shit yeah versus, dude like preparing mm-hmm. my own fucking salad like, yeah 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 no i understand you know? <laughs> i know dude like i listen i totally i totally understand that and that's the thing about the health and wellness world that really bugs me is the marketing mm. about it too you know we you actually kind of touched on this earlier it's this this exclusivity Right. You know, and again, not to throw anyone under the bus, but when you're looking at people in the health and wellness world, like as far as influencers go, they have a certain look. Mm -hmm. They all look the same. Where is the diversity 
in that? Like, how can we expand that so that health and wellness doesn't seem so fucking intimidating? Because listen, I can't look like Susan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't look like Susan. You don't look like Karen. Nope. You know what I mean? You're Alyssa. And I'm Trish. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so anyway, it's like there's just so many – there's just so much information about health that I feel like is so misinformed, like the access to food, mm-hmm. like the organic movement. You know, everyone like needs to go organic right, right now, you yeah. know? But the thing is, it's like – Bottom line, like I, you know, I eat organic and I'm really big into organic foods, but like it's true that organic foods are more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't understand why people can't acknowledge that. Like it is more expensive and listen up, not everyone can afford organic foods. Yeah. And like I'm so tired of people like putting out this like fear mongering thing where it's like, oh, if you don't eat organic, you're going to get sick. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but I can't afford like a $5 exactly. apple. Yeah. I can't afford to go to the farmer's market every single Sunday and pay $70 for a tomato. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, true. You know, and like I'm poking fun at myself here because I am that bitch. Like mm-hmm. I am the bitch that goes to the farmer's market every single weekend. But it's because I can. Like I'm privileged enough yeah. to be able to do that. But I'm fully aware that the access to food in this country is shitty. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, dude, sorry, the deep shit. No, yeah, it's so real because, like, (laughs) yeah, I've been there and, like, I know, like, personally, like, it's hard. It's fucking hard to eat healthy. Dude, yeah. It's really hard, especially because, like, yo, I drink a shitload of coffee. Come on. Yeah. It's really (laughs) hard (laughs) to, like, not drink coffee on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Even two or three cups a day. Like, I just, you know, but it's also, like, okay, I need to balance them with, like, drink a shitload of water and drink some water yeah um i think it's it is eye-opening to hear someone that's in the medical field to understand like where us commoners i'm just kidding where us (laughs) Us (laughs) okay where we come from because it's so difficult and you know like you know, I have this conversation all the time, like, damn, like, when we move out and, like, you know, like, we, we want to be more mindful with, like, how we prepare and consume our food. But, like, at this time right now, we are on a budget, yeah. like, major, major, major budget. And we also have to be aware of our expenses and then also, like, the time that we have because we don't have a lot of time yeah. to give either. Yeah. So it's such a weird dynamic when it, it comes is. to health. Yeah. Because like even though it needs to be like our number one fucking priority, it's really hard to put that first. I agree. Yeah. You can't do that. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And, you know, I hear people talk about like, oh, well, you know, I don't have time or whatever it is. And, you know, before I feel like I used to be really judgmental about that. But sometimes you really don't have time. And like if you do have time, I want to take a nap. I, I need to do like my laundry. Like I need to do everything else in life that doesn't require me to meal prep for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I totally get that, um, which is why like I'm just really big into the whole like if you can just incorporate more plants, drink more water, sweat a little bit, like even take a walk for 20 minutes a day, that will impact you more than not doing anything mm. do you know what i mean yeah absolutely. like i'm i'm all about like longevity yes i don't yeah i love that yeah i love that you said that earlier too was that we look for short-term success mm-hmm. but don't see the long-term like effects yeah and i love that you're sharing to like start small and like any way you can because i think that's so important like like you said i yeah. think we we are so like set on like oh gosh we don't have time like of course right. we're all freaking busy we mm-hmm. all have a life right like mm-hmm. half of us of the world like are like parents or yes, whatever and totally you know and it's incorporating these little things and just being aware yeah just like being aware yes understanding that like there's always a way for you to improve yeah some aspect of your life and then like just knowing how to incorporate these little things yeah 
No, for sure. Um, I'll share a story with you actually about Please. my patient since we are, we're talking about this. So I had a, a young mom of four come in last night. So she's been having GI issues basically her whole life. I'm talking like gas, bloating, constipation. And as of recently, the only thing that was helping her to have like regular bowel movements was this like nutritional shake and like a cleanse and a probiotic. That's kind of like a starter pack. Um, Anyway, so she came to us and I formulated a plan. Everything went great. She was absolutely lovely, but so busy. She's got like four kids, right? Mm -hmm. She's stressed out of her mind. She's a stay-at-home mom, does everything for her kids, really doesn't do anything for herself. Um, Anyway, so presented her with a plan. She's vegetarian. And I specifically remember telling her that I wanted her to eat one extra cup of vegetables a day and you could tell that her energy shifted you know and when I was done with the plan I had asked her like what she thought of the plan and she was like it's not that I don't eat vegetables you know it's just so hard for me to have that extra time to do it because of my four kids yeah you know and she was saying that like at the end of the night when all of her kids are down in bed. The only thing that she wants to do is like sit on the couch Mm -hmm. and like make herself a tea, you know, just like stuff like that. And so I think that if we can acknowledge that it's okay to not be on top of it 24 seven when it comes to your health, wellness and nutrition, that's totally fine. The following day, you'll just be better about it. Yeah. You know? I'm just so over this like guilt trip stuff. Yeah, it it is. It's like a guilt trip. Yeah. It's like such a weird Mm -hmm. feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But as we get close to wrapping up, because I feel like we could talk about this forever. forever. Literally could talk about this forever. Um, So one of the last few questions I want to ask you is um, you gave us obviously some really great actionable advice. But if you could just give us like some of your insight to – like aspiring creatives who maybe want to start a blog Mm -hmm. or who maybe are interested in this naturopathic medical world, you know, and people who are just, you know, just a piece of advice from you. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll give my advice on how to just be quote, quote, successful on media. Um, Connection Mm -hmm. and community. That's really big. Um, I have found that the success and the uprise of Plants and Bounds really started to happen when I became more vulnerable and more authentic. And the word authentic gets thrown around a lot. And I mean authentic in the sense that you are not afraid of who you are and that you're willing to show that to other people because people really connect with that. People, People are looking for real people to follow now. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really just truly as cliche as it sounds, just be yourself, dude. Like, you know, your curated photos, sure, they're really pretty, but just do you. People really like the unedited and raw version of you. It's so true. Yeah. That's my advice. I love that. I love it so much. And one last question that I ask everybody is um, (laughs) if you could have a coffee and combos with someone, who would it be? (sighs) Um, as in like anyone in the world? Anybody. Oh my in goodness. In the world. This is a hard question. I know. <laughs> Who would you have it with? Um, I have a I have an ongoing list. My top three, um, Donald Glover. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Of Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. And Ellen, the general. Oh, Ellen's a good one too. <sighs> Um, oh gosh. Um, I'm sorry, guy. I'm like really blinking. I like really can't think right now. There are just so many people I would love to talk to. That's the thing. I love talking yeah. to everyone. Um, let's see. I think I actually I don't know how unique this would be, but I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Lady Gaga. Ooh, you know, because she she teethers the line of being like really cutting edge, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, I would love to talk to her about that because I feel like I could talk to her about so many things like uh, I could talk to her about sex, about race, about like everything I yeah. feel. 
you know? That'd be such a fun conversation. I think I could also talk to Kim Kardashian just because I want to know her personality, like really behind the camera. Have you seen all those videos of people doing makeup on her and stuff? And like, yeah, and she's so fucking cool. Yeah. I know. And it's just like so funny because you could tell in some videos, like, she kind of opened up a little more to start yeah so i'm curious to see like you know yeah well how you would help her open up because i'm i'm a thousand percent (laughs) sure you will because like kim k if you're listening hire me as your nd (laughs) i graduate 2020 (laughs) perfect timing you're like yeah "Yeah." (laughs) it's gonna emerge 2020 psa psa hire me as your doctor hire me hire me Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Well, yay. That's this is it. This is the end. Yes. Thank you for having me on your podcast, girl. This was so great. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks to everybody for listening to our our rants. (laughs) I know. It was it was educational and hopefully entertaining. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, but for those who want to kind of keep up with you and follow you Mm -hmm. and see what you're up to. Check out your chia seed recipes and like really dope shit that you share. Mm -hmm. Where can they follow you? So if you guys like all things skin, cancer, mental, emotional things, recipes, really actually everything, (laughs) follow me on Instagram at plants and balance. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, boy. So good. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Bye.